The Olympic Channel podcast is brought to you by Bridgestone, worldwide Olympic and Paralympic partner, a founding partner of the Olympic Channel. Olympic Channel podcast. My name is Ed Knowles and this is the official Olympic Channel podcast. The young man from Uganda, Cheptegei, what a story that is. The Olympics may be postponed by a year, but it seems like you just can't stop the world's top athletes from breaking world records. Joshua Cheptegei is from Uganda, and at the Diamond League meeting in Monaco, something totally incredible happened. He beat the world record in the 5,000 metres with a time of 12 minutes, 35.36 seconds. The record of Kenanisa Bekele had been standing for 16 years. And now the 5,000 metres at the Olympics is simply unmissable. Defending champion Mo Farah of Great Britain will have to run faster than the world record holder in order to defend his title. I can't wait. Evelyn Water gave Joshua a call at his Ugandan home, and you actually might be able to hear his family in the background from time to time. They had an in-depth chat covering loads of topics, including that world record, his idol, Elliot Kipchoge, and how he actually struggled for motivation during the pandemic. Olympic Channel Podcast. Thanks a lot for taking the time. It means a lot Joshua, you are amazing. You know, like for me, I cancelled so many plans because of COVID. And so many athletes cancelled plans because of COVID. But you had a big plan. You know, how did you get to do this? To break the world record in a COVID year? You know, in a pandemic? How did you just get yourself motivated and focused on your goal? Yeah, the, 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 the motivation, of course, uh, of course, was there. And uh, at one time, of course, I was actually demoralized at one point. But then, uh, but then I had uh, my training partners, my, my, my coaches, they were telling me, Joshua, when you go through a storm, something good is, is about to happen. So also my, my message, message to the people is that um, during the, these difficult times, you can still expect a better life after the storm. After now the pandemic, we can still have the better part of life. Life can still give us a lot of, a lot of uh, good things uh, to, 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 be, to, be, to be grateful. And now, uh, I got back my motivation and I, I knew that uh, at one point, I will get back to racing. When did you decide that you will attack Kenanisa Bekele's 5,000 meters world record? So, uh, it was actually in February when I broke the world record on the road in Monaco for 5K. So that gave me a lot of uh, motivation and a lot of, a lot of um, morale that uh, even the track record could be possible. And then when the Olympic Games was actually postponed in March, it gave me to rediscover, uh, uh, go back to the drawing board with, with, with my coach, with my manager, of course, and uh, try to discuss how possible we can actually try to break the world record. Definitely, of course, you know, uh, 2020 was going to be Olympic Games. 221 was going to be uh, the World Championship. 222 was going to be something different. But then there would not be a right moment, of course, to try and break the world record. So even if we have COVID now, uh, this year presented, presented with me the right moment, the right opportunity to try and break and make history. And of course, that was the 
genesis of uh, trying to think about breaking the world record but it wasn't easy because i i remember even your coach told me that there was a one time you did not even have access to the track for your speed work is that correct you know it was in march uh, when the lockdown was announced in my country and of course uh, there were a lot of regulations that were supposed to be uh, followed and one of them was that uh, they didn't allow a crowd of more than 10 people so that means that i was uh, we are going to cut off the training the training camp we are going to actually stop group trainings so uh, we actually did uh, individual trainings maybe in a group of maybe one or two people or maybe three people but then uh, the focus was to uh, continue training and do something uh, just to keep the body we not actually we were not having access to the track uh, the best option was to do uh, a hill sessions do uh, temperance do fat leg that was uh, what was keeping us uh, uh, you know like uh, fit and then of course uh, may came uh, of course may presented with a very good opportunity it presented with actually uh, the, the, the best moment of course to try to engage the ministry of education and say hey guys you know what we still have you know we have plans that uh, we can still rest again this year so the the, the plan was to, to talk to the, to, the, to the minister and the government of course to allow us to continue training and of course it was a positive idea they they were very receptive of the idea and supportive so that that's why we were able to come back in the in the beginning of uh, June and we were allowed to train again in the track so that was how we got up with training and trying to prepare for the competitions hereafter. And were you, during your training at Nambole, were you able to like run within the time you wanted to run if you're going to attack the world record? Initially, we have been training, of course, we have been training in Kapchora all the time throughout the whole year. But then, you know, uh, in Kapchora, we don't have actually a data and track. So, uh, my team, my, 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 me and my coach, and of course, Global Sports Communication, we discussed that we actually needed to train on a data track to do a, a kind of a test training. Uh, because uh, Akela have been doing a lot of training on the world record pace in Captura. But then I, I wanted to actually have a feel of how I was going to run on the, on the data track. Because remember here, we have uh, the grass track which may be actually a different service compared to a, 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 a data truck or even a, mod, a modern truck. So then I traveled to Kampala for a one week training and in, those, in that kind of one week, we were able to do a track session on Tuesday, on a Thursday, and of course, on a Saturday, it was a, actually something special. We actually did a 3.2 kilometers, but on, on the world record pace. So that gave me more extra motivation, extra energies to, you know, uh, say, Joshua, you know what? You are ready for it. Honor, Mike. In Monaco, you started very fast and stayed in the lead throughout. So at what point of the race did you feel confident enough that you are able to lower the record on that day? When I crossed uh, the three seven meters, uh, point 
I was actually looking at the at the at the at the, at the stopwatch, and it was saying uh, seven thirty-five. So uh, I just needed to maintain uh, sixty per lap. Of course, that was uh, what I was supposed to do in order in, in order for me to break the world records. But then, of course, I was used to uh, a lot of lapping on the track, doing a sixty, doing a fifty-nine, doing a fifty-eight. So I just needed to do a sixty per lap. And I, 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 I actually did it, you know. So at the 3,000 meters point, you knew already the record is gone? Yes, 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 absolutely. Wow. And I saw you uploaded your run on Strava. Was that like a backup in case anything failed at the Monaco Stadium? Or it was quite interesting yeah, just yeah, looking yeah, at yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, yes, yes. <laughs> Why did you have it on? Or it was just something you planned to do? You know, for us, we, as long distance runners, of course, we are so obsessed with uh, having a stopwatch or, or new on every training. Uh, actually, for me personally, I, I really love to, to start a run and uh, go for a run, even if it's just like for a 10 minute run or maybe a 20 minute run. I really like to, you know, have a watch and know what, what I'm doing, you know. Uh, actually, I'm just obsessed with the, you know, a feeling of uh, having a watch with me. But then, of course, I also wanted to, you know, try to re-evaluate and have an, an, a, a deep analysis on a, a lot of things. One, of course, uh, about the heart rate. And, of course, the other is about the running cadence, of course. The other was uh, to analyze the steps, you know, like in the beginning and towards the end. What must I do, you know, to have that kind of knowledge with me? How much faster do you think you can run the 5,000 meters? I think uh, in a normal condition, when the body is really strong, like I was in Monaco, I think I can still do uh, 12, 29, 12, 30. Joshua, 12, 29? Yeah. Wow. You're in good shape. 12, 30, 12, 30, 31, 29, yeah. Hmm. More from Evelyn and Joshua in just a second, but with the London Marathon coming up, I thought I would let you know that we did an amazing podcast with the two big contenders in the men's race. Triple Olympic champion Kenanisa Bekele and reigning Olympic champion marathon runner Elliot Kipchoge. Here's a clip. I'm treating the world as a positive one. I love the world. I love the, the, the humanity, which actually being shown by every human being in this world. And... Uh, the love of the humanity, the love of the sport, the love of the whole universe is what actually drives me uh, during these pandemic uh, times. For that episode and more than 100 more episodes, head to olympicchannel.com forward slash podcast. Now, back to Evelyn and Joshua, who are about to talk about his idols, Elliot Kipchoge and Bekele, naturally, who are also his NN running teammates. In a few weeks, uh, we will be glued to the screens as two of your teammates from the NN running, Elliot Kipchoge and Kenanisa Bekele, compete at the London Marathon. What's your prediction of this race? I'm sorry for this one, but uh, you know, uh, these are really uh, my teammates, of course, for NN running team, uh, also uh, Global Sports Communication. But then, of course, these are actually, all of these guys have really inspired me. And not only me, these are actually my role models, and I really respect them uh, a lot. So perhaps 
to me, I say, may the best win. <laughs> and anything you have learned from these two idols of yours? Yeah, uh, I remember in 20, 2015 when I joined Kaptagat for a couple of uh, three months, I was able, actually able to speak with the Elliot Kipchoge, and of course, he is actually a very nice person. And uh, he once told me uh, that uh, when something negative, when you don't achieve something, uh, don't always complain. Just forget it and, of course, leave it in your past. And, of course, look for new challenges. So, to me, uh, Elliot is more of a, a vacuum. I interacted with him. So, uh, for me, I really consider him uh, as someone, someone who has actually um, inspired me a lot. And right now, a lot of people are comparing you and Bekele. What does Bekele have that you don't, apart from the Olympic medals? Uh, it's, it's, it's still it's still other for me to compare myself with the you know with, with Kenanisa. So you know, it's actually somebody who has achieved a lot of things that I I, I still that that's why I told you it's actually my role model and uh, it really inspires me a lot. So I, I just feel like I just dream of uh, becoming uh, great like the way it is. So I know it's still I I still have a lot of steps to to take. You know. This is where the goal could be won or lost. And he's walking in the footsteps of the great man from all those years ago. Farah wins. It's really a great, a great, a great, of course, a great time that I'm going to actually race with Mofara, of course, in, uh, in Tokyo. You know, I never got the most to race with him when I was actually trying to catch up with my prime years of, uh, of my career. So that means uh, he finds me now when I... Like the way I found him when he was still at the prime. So he now comes back and he finds me now that I'm actually in, a, in most of my prime prime year. So that means I am really presented with the opportunity to really give it something, give it a no, a no goes on. Yeah. And what will be the dream race for you, the dream Olympics for you in Tokyo? I think, of course, my dream is to you know become the Olympic champion. You know, I'm still in love with the, the 10K on the track. As long as I can first win the 10K on the track, then uh, maybe medal in the 5K or maybe win both things. You know, that would be special for me. And finally, what is your mantra? What, do you leave, what is that one line or the mantra you leave on that keeps you going? Uh, the secret, of course, uh, for my success is that I, I am not always contented with whatever achievement I make. Actually, when I, when, I, when I make an achievement, like now I did in Monaco, it makes me more hungry for more victories and more challenges. So now to me, Monaco is a done deal. I'm looking forward to new challenges in life, mm -hmm. in the sport. Uh, every day I want to be the best. I want to be the best. Like every day comes and presents an opportunity for me to become the best of the best, you know, mm. trying, trying to become better than, better than yesterday, you know. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, yeah, Joshua. Okay. Thanks a lot for your You're patience. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Olympic Channel Podcast.
A massive thank you to Joshua and Evelyn Water. She is simply a must follow on Twitter. Her handle is simply Evelyn Water. Joshua is Joshua Cheptegay on Instagram. I am Eddie Knowles with an I and an E. And we are Olympic Channel across all social platforms. Last week, we actually had an amazing paratriathlete from the USA, Melissa Stockwell. She lost her leg back in 2004. And I asked if she would change that about her life if she had the chance to go back. I mean, that's a great question. The answer is, is I would not change it. You know, I think I, I'm proud of being, I'm proud of being an amputee. I get to wake up every morning. I put my prosthetic leg on. And, you know, of course, there's challenges that come with wearing a prosthetic leg every day. But, you know, I, you talk about the power of choice. I mean, I choose to, you know, not see the challenges and instead see how much truly better my life has been olympic Olympic channel Channel podcast what an amazing woman and we've got some absolutely amazing interviews coming up so hit subscribe right now never to miss one if you've been enjoying the podcast then please do a review on whatever app you are using five stars please that's what we need to get the podcast out there to more people Big thanks for listening. Stay safe, stay stronger together, and we'll see you very soon. Think like an Olympian.